This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, and give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to 51st Dates. This is your host, Julie Moore. It is episode 34, and um, wow, that's a lot. Um, They come upon you pretty fast. Um, So I had the most interesting um, Saturday. I am recording on Sunday, but I did wash my hair yesterday, so there you go. Um, I had the most interesting day. So um, it's a long weekend where I am, and uh, it's my last weekend before I go back to Southern California um, and all that involved. But um, so last weekend, I think I mentioned uh, on the podcast that I had met a guy because there's always a guy um, at this party. Um, There's less COVID where I am, like way less COVID. So they still have parties Um, with an immunity card and all that. But um, I went to a party and I met this guy and I had the best conversation for like a few hours. Um, And I was like, oh, we should get together again. And he was like, we should. Um, So he started a new job actually and got kind of busy, but we were able to meet up this Saturday. So maybe a week later, I don't know. And um, it was, so I spent them like, a lot of hours with him yesterday, maybe like seven or eight, um, on a Saturday. And it was super, super interesting. So I think that, okay, so it wasn't a date, like, and so that's good. Um, there was no, there was no, (laughs) I don't know. He was not like, this is a date or whatever. So I was able to like dial that down, but it was super interesting. So I spent a lot of time with someone with his shaved head, okay, um, and he's way younger than I thought. Um, he's fully gray and um, obviously going bald, but he is like younger than I thought, and um, like like ten years younger than me, and uh, that's a lot. And um, so you know, in my mind, he's like way off limits because like he. like Thunderbolt. So he thinks he wants to get married and have kids, but he has felt that he has been like really unsuccessful in relationships so far. Um, I don't know why, like I couldn't, it doesn't matter. It's not my business, I guess. But we talked a lot about like, well, relationships. I mean, we talked about a lot of things because it was a lot of hours, but one of the things we talked about was relationships um, and relating and whatnot. And it was really interesting for two reasons. One, um, his perspective on like my little dating project, because I did tell him about 50 first dates, um, was interesting. He was like, what were you looking for? I'm like, I don't know. He was like, seriously, you just like went out dating and you had no idea what you're looking for. And I was like, I did. And I was like, but after like three years and a lot of therapy, 
I finally took my therapist's advice and made a list of what I'm looking for. So I was like sharing the list with him and he was like, this is not a list. This is the bare minimum behavior. He was like, you need a more comprehensive list. And I was like, ah, Jesus. So, um, no, having heard that twice, clearly like, you know, I was like, you know, it's nice and it's kind and like, you know, has a job and financial security. He was like, this is your list. I'm like, so far, like I had a lot of dates and I didn't meet this person. I was like, you know, punctuality. And he was like, really? This is your list? And I was like, it really is. And he was like, you got to like level up. And I was like, wow, that's super interesting um, to hear you say that because I had not, um, I, I don't know. I Maybe I need to level up. Maybe I need to have greater expectations. It's just that my like base expectations have yet to be fulfilled. So to me, that just seems like, oh my God, he shows up <laughs> and he's not mean. That like somehow that's like magic. And, you know, realizing that maybe there's more to it. But the other thing that um, I found super interesting from spending time with him was that I realized, and I know, I know, I know, I realized that maybe I put too much emphasis on looks. I can't believe I'm saying this. So this guy is like, he's fine looking, like he's like, his face is very symmetrical. You know, he's fine looking, you know, the shaved head notwithstanding. Um, there's like nothing wrong with him. Um, he may not be tall. I'm so bad at height. I don't know. Maybe he's like five, six. I can't, I don't, I, I'm horrible at height. Um, and I didn't ask him how tall I was because whatever. But um, I was like, we were sitting like at some point having like, um, I had some wine and he had some like drink. And I was like, oh, you're really kind and you're nice and you're complimentary. And um, like we have some similar core values. I think that I could be attracted to some you or someone like you even though you don't have long hair and you're not an artist or whatever I mean he works in like accounting or tax or whatever um and I was like oh maybe like maybe I've been really focused on the wrong things but I don't know like okay so the problem with dating apps is that you're swiping and you're looking at people who don't always take good pictures. Um, I'm not going to get into the bathroom selfies and all those other problems. Like, they clearly don't even have friends. But I don't know. So I met him in person. Like, if I had seen him on a dating app, I don't know if I would have swiped on him. Probably not. Probably because of the shaved head. But I don't know how you filter on a dating app. Like, because looks are the first thing you see. Obviously, it's pictures. It's really big pictures. And then people put some text, which may or may not be well-written. Um, I mean, not well-written. Well, there's people who are like, have no grammar punctuation. But I mean, may not be sufficiently descriptive of who they are. Because I think that if he had like written like a dating app profile, it would not have reflected who he was. So he's like, well, he does this like tax and accounting thing. Um, but, you know, he travels and... He has like a hobby where he like does swing dancing and he swims and he does all these things. And it's like, it was pretty interesting. And he like has built a life that, you know, is quite satisfying for him. And 
I don't know if like he would have been able to write a good dating profile because he said that he believes he's socially awkward. I did not find him to be the case. I said this to him. I said, I don't understand how it is that you are socially awkward. You may be shy like in new situations, but you seem really open and friendly and whatever. Um, and he was like, oh no, it's you. It's not me. He's like, normally around people, I'm really reserved and quiet. And this guy was like talking and laughing and animated. So that's not my experience of him. So whether, no, his self-awareness is probably fine. It's just that maybe I'm that person. I don't know. I mean, I have another friend who said to me that she was socially awkward. I've known her for 15 years and she's like gregarious and outgoing and super funny and smart. And I, every, since she has said that, I keep like, well, I don't see her because COVID, but like I keep like thinking about her interactions and I did see her from like afar like once and we went for a walk like six months ago and I don't see what she's saying about herself, but maybe in other situations, um, she feels that way. I don't, I can't, I can't assess those kinds of things, but I was, it was super interesting to have a conversation with somebody who's like fairly normal and not like crazy or narcissistic or like engaged in like the push pull or whatever. He was just like straight up honest. I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting. And the other thing is that I was talking to him about having a type versus like well, not versus for me, it's just having a type. And he was, I was like, do you have a type? He's like, I don't like blondes or whatever, whatever. I don't know. But, um, he was like, other than that, he was like, I'm pretty like open. He was like, it's more about how the person makes me feel and how we interact in relationship. And I was like, that seems really thoughtful. Like he's more about like the feeling and like the day-to-day interaction and how they work together than he is about like how pretty is she or I don't want to say how pretty is she he didn't say that but like she has to look a certain way or be a certain height or weight or size or whatever and maybe he has those preferences and didn't say like I'm not gonna ask that um it's kind of thing my mother would totally have asked um but it's not appropriate or I don't actually need the information so I was like, this is like revolutionary because he kept saying to me, we were talking about like all these different things because, you know, I've read nothing but books about relationships over the last year. And so I was giving him like a mini conclusion on like all these different books and, you know, what the takeaways were. And he was like, you know, you're really making me think, you know, I'm going to go home and like think a lot about this. Um, you know, you've given me some insight or whatever. And I didn't say the same thing because I wasn't thinking about that. But I was thinking, I'm, A, I'm kind of tired. You're, it's great hanging out with you, but I think I really actually have to go home and lay down because I'm really sleepy. But um, what I didn't realize is that when I woke up this morning is that I think he did the same thing. Like he gave me like a lot of insight into there's a greater group of people out there who have a greater capacity for relationship than I thought existed. So I'll leave you with this. Um, so he, I texted him last night, the, what, a, a book 
because I keep everything um, from Goodreads or Amazon or whatever, the book that I'm all into right at this moment, which I won't mention because I haven't quite started yet. I just saw her do like a YouTube video and it was so freaking fascinating that I downloaded the book, but then I went out so I didn't have time to read. But he sent me this thing. So last night I sent the book and then I did go to sleep. And so this morning I wake up to this text and it says, I'm sorry for the slow reply. I've just dropped dead without checking my phone after getting home yesterday. I also had a great time. Thank you for the amazing company. You're really funny and also inspiring. It doesn't happen to me often that I enjoy someone's company this much. And then he sent something about um, whatever, the the stuff that uh, we were talking about, which is his swing dancing or whatever. He sent me a video about that and then something else. And he said, so, you know, have a safe trip home and let me know when you're here again because, you know, I can come and go. He was like, I'd be happy to have something spontaneous again when you're back in town. Um, so because we couldn't plan because I'm not, you know, I have a lot of issues with divorce stuff I'm trying to deal with. And um, I have to like go to lawyers offices and sign more documents. <laughs> lawyers here, lawyers there, lawyers everywhere. I feel like I should just send money to lawyers all over the world. Um, but so I've been you know, busy doing my own stuff and dealing with other stuff um, back in uh, California. But it was like, you know what? It was inspiring. It, it was. I think he is hit the nail on the head. So I'm going forth with like a much more, what is the word I want? I, I've always had a great belief in the goodness of human beings, even when my life experience has not reflected that. And I think that he restored my faith in like men and dating. And I think it's going to be okay. So the only thing left is having the hard conversation with the one guy. There's only one left. I got rid of the second to last one. It was the only one left. And I talked to him a little bit about it, actually, this guy. And he was like, oh my God, you're going to say too much. He's like, just tell him you're done. He's like, you don't need all the explanation and all that. He's like, because otherwise he'll find a way to weasel his way back in. And he's probably right about that. I'm going to really think about that advice when I'm on a plane. But um, wearing a mask, yay. But um, it's good to have my faith restored. Chapter 34, The One Where I Learn Nothing. Changing the brain wiring of adults is a difficult thing. All I'm reading about brain science suggests that it takes a very concerted effort because I have nothing if not up for a challenge, I'm trying it anyway. First, there's an online class often referred to as the happiness class that I'm taking. Turns out what humans think will make them happy doesn't. Also, I've discovered that humans misread each other much of the time. The stories we tell ourselves about other people and our relationship with them are just that, stories. My soon-to-be-rewired brain made a couple of decisions in the last few weeks. First, I decided that I was going to stop messing with Thunderbolt. That catnip of push-pull isn't healthy for anyone. Second, I was going to not only expand the pool of people I'm willing to date, I was going to be myself. 100% myself. God save these men from all of me. I'm shelving cool girl and funny girl and drinking girl. All my personas are going to be shoved deep into storage in the back of my virtual closet. The conversation I had with a trusted mentor led me straight to that decision. I was going on about how I didn't know how to act like a normal, securely attached person on a date. 
Every man I'd had a relationship with had told me in no uncertain terms that I was too much. Too loud, too talkative, too opinionated, too much bling. You name it, it's all been too much for someone. So I asked her if I should continue to tone myself down. To me, she replied, You know how you've described your son as a big personality? Of course, I said. Long story short, my son is bold, brash, outgoing, extroverted, and quite chatty. He's a lot of fun, but I can see that when others really talk and listen to him, he can seem like a handful because he's like the sun. You turn your face to it because it's warm, but you can't stare at it because it's big and bright and full on. Would you ever tell your son to act differently for anyone? No, of course not. My answer couldn't have been more emphatic. Then I paused as she gave me one of those looks that said I needed to make a leap in my mind. Oh, I finally said. She nodded. Just be you. Someone will love all of you just as you are. That's the person I took out on a Thursday night date to Culver City. Following the lead of all the dating books I've been reading, I let the guy plan the date. Up until now, not one of them had planned anything. This is how I ended up in an Italian restaurant across from the Ripped Bodice, the only all-romance bookstore in the L.A. area. I've been debating on a nickname for this one, but let's call him The Hiker. It took two weeks or more maybe to set up a date because he'd been heavily pursuing his new hobby, hiking. And not the kind of hiking I do, up and down a sandy hill in L.A. And back down again in an hour. His hiking took him to Yosemite's Half Dome last week and Mount Baldy the week before. Nope, I don't know where Mount Baldy is, and I'm not finding out. I connected to the hiker on OkCupid. That whole thing about swiping right on all the people who had above 90%, 90-something percent match, the dating expert suggested, I did that. He was at 92. The thing about expanding age ranges, I did that. He was 57. Also, my new personal criteria was someone who had traveled. I love to travel, and sharing that with someone with a passport and familiarity with lots of different countries was important to me. The hiker was a native of a small town in Denmark. Before landing in LA, he'd been all over the world. The hiker lives in Playa del Rey, which is one of those small communities that's both desirable and undesirable in equal measure. It's near the airport and also near the ocean. So I agreed that Culver City was a happy medium between him and West Hollywood. He did offer to come my way, but I was tired of all the places near me. Also, I didn't want to run into anyone I knew in WeHo. Except for the romance authors at whatever event the bookstore was hosting, the likelihood of meeting anyone I knew while dining in Culver City was close to zero probability. I don't want to say the date was boring, because it wasn't. It was just uneventful. He did not spend any time trying to seduce me like Classic Car Guy had done quite successfully. He didn't spend hours complimenting me or talking about how sexy I was. Too too many guys to count. It was a tell-me-about-you kind of date. I talked about writing and traveling. He talked about his job, logistics, his new passion for hiking. It was two and a half hours, and I wish I could say more. It was pleasant. He wasn't batshit crazy or wildly inappropriate, which seemed to be my two favorite flavors. I'd probably have talked longer, but the restaurant closed the kitchen early, and I had to get back home because I had a painter coming first thing in the morning. Sleep seemed important until it didn't. While I was driving, Apple CarPlay was happy to have Siri read this message. The hiker. Julie, thanks for a lovely time and conversation. Be safe, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. 
the hiker. He signed his real name like it was a, a letter. That, people, is what 57 got you. Instead of responding by voice while I was driving home, I decided to meditate on it. Think about what the real me would say. The dating advice books I've binged and podcasts that have dominated my Bluetooth speakers have focused on one thing, saying yes. If he's not crazy, go on that second date. One date isn't enough to know anything they say. It was enough for me to know one thing. I was on the fence about dating someone significantly older. The hiker appeared to be young at heart, fit, and in shape, as one has to be to, to do eight hours of hiking over 4,000 feet of elevation. But he was whole old in other ways. In my head, I'd pegged him firmly at 60. There were wrinkles in the parts of his body I could see. Liver sparts are a real thing. My head spun out as to what it would be like to see him naked. Would he be attractive? Could he get it up? Would he be able to keep it up? Up until now, the oldest penises I'd seen had belonged to my ex and drummer boy, neither of whom could maintain an erection. That was too much for my brain to hold in, so I tabled it. If you know anything about Thunderbolt's timing, you know that the minute I was done with the date, when I was thinking about how a sane, secure person with high self-esteem would respond to the hiker's text, Thunderbolt was right there blowing up my phone. Thunderbolt, hi. Me? Hey. I know, I know, hey is for horses, but I was tired of trying to read a whole bunch of bullshit and two-letter texts. I was tired of feeling like I was begging for his company, so I decided I wasn't doing it anymore. Thunderbolt, up and about, me, kind of, long day. It had been a long day of kid stuff, breakfast with a friend who moved back to LA, an appointment with an allergist, and thinking about being my true self on a date. That and driving all around the city had taken it out of me. Thunderbolt, save it for another? Me? Ever get the feeling that English is not your first language? Thunderbolt, ha. Me? I'm lost. Thunderbolt, ah, I think it's that your process, a mini artist process, total self-doubt before the turnaround and inevitable finish. Me? Are you fucking with me? I didn't even drink tonight. Thunderbolt, not fucking with you, what? Me? I didn't understand the save it for another text, and then I lost the plot. Thunderbolt, ha, I meant, should I come over and fool around or save it for another night because you sounded tired? Me? Got it, geez, that was hard. Thunderbolt, ha, me? How long is that Astra? Thunderbolt, two hours. Me, my adult self, the one that, the one who's having a painter come at the ass crack of dawn, has to say another day. The adult self, who loves sex, is not happy. Thunderbolt, ha. Me, other than Ad Astra, I have to go. I'm free tomorrow. Thunderbolt, I'm in Denver tomorrow, but back Monday. Did you see that boss move? Nothing like creating the scarcity and FOMO to wake someone up. Me, well, now I'm caring less about getting up early. Me, and now that I've changed my mind, he's off the phone. Thunderbolt, haha, I'm down. Sorry, it was emailing assistant. Me, adulting is good. Thunderbolt, indeed. Me, let me know. Thunderbolt, okay, I'm going to take a real quick shower and come by. I usually Uber, but is there a parking at your place? Me, yes, I have a second space. Thunderbolt, okay, so pull in the back and it's there. Me, yes, next to the blue SUV. The driveway's on the right. Thunderbolt has never driven to my house. Because West Hollywood is horrible to park at night, and his older building had no designated parking. He never risked losing his space and instead opted for the $5 Uber ride around the corner. Instead of walking up my front walk, I heard the sound of a motor pulling behind my space. I poked my head out to make sure he found the back stairs. Why he drove? I couldn't say then, because he didn't preview the most important part of all that driving until much later. All I can report is that he bought himself a luxury convertible. I tested on the car the year when it came out because my ex wanted it. Ultimately, my ex bought a more luxurious car, but I remember the ride. 
Before I lose the plot here, back to Thunderbolt. He was his delightful lovely self, not his shitty asshole self. He was about to embark on three or four weeks of travel around the US showing his film. He was also happy that he'd had three or four different offers of distribution. I know that the push-pull is catnip for the maladjusted. I'm not unaware, but there I was with him on my tie-dye sheets anyway. A few weeks ago, I thought you couldn't go back. I couldn't have been more wrong. We were back in the groove. Probably the best sex I'd had this year, hands down. A friend once asked me what I liked about him. I said to her that he tried hard. I think that sounds negative, but really it's not. Rather than just going about it like it's a chore, he was really an enthusiastic partner. So like the mafia, I was back in, even if just a little bit. The hiker, out of my mind, just like that. I did get up the next morning and thank him for the date. But like a true avoidant, I did dithered over sending something. And until I sat down to write this, didn't think or worry one second about his response. Ah, that damned car. I think I had alluded to it during the last podcast recording. So Thunderbolt, when I met him, didn't have a car. I don't think I knew that. Like at some point, okay, look, he literally did live around the corner. So I mean, like, you know, and parking is like utter shit in West Hollywood. So I never asked him about the car. Um, but okay, let me say this. At some point, I don't even know if I talked about it in this book. At some point, somebody I knew knew of him. And she said to me, did you read this article about him in like the trades? And I was like, no. Um, and she was like, oh, to fund his movie, um, he ran out of money and he had to sell his car to either fund the movie or pay his rent. Although I guess that money is fungible, so it's the same. And I didn't know them about him. But I think when I met him, at some point I asked him if he had a car because he had Ubered or whatever. And he was like, no, you know, I don't need a car. Like, you know, I can navigate L.A. without it. Like, look, I'm never going to navigate L.A. without a car, but hey, whatever. And he never said I had to sell my car because I was broke. Like, he had never said that to me. I think I asked him what it was. He said it was a Honda. And I was like, okay, they last forever. But, you know, whatever you do, you like, don't care. So he like rolls up in this car and like, man, he was like, did you see my car? I was like, I, I did. He's like, I got a new convertible. Um, so during the summer, I think he had won a prize at um, a festival. Um, I look, I think the prize was like $17,000. I think I did look that up. And so what he did with the money, I guess, was buy that car. And I thought that was an interesting choice, especially since he like sort of made fun of me and my whole like luxury car thing, but whatever, right? So he get, did get the luxury two-seater convertible tiny car. Um, and I didn't say anything about it, um, but it's, it's one of those things like, when I was thinking about the whole low confidence thing, one of the things I realized about Thunderbolt is that when I met him, well, he didn't have a car. He was living in a studio. Um, his movie hadn't sold. Like he had a lot of things that I guess are not confidence inducing. And um, he changed over time, but I guess like he was flagging those changes, but I don't know, like, I don't really care about those kinds of things. So I'm not sure like what he was expecting me to do, like stand up and clapping with glee and go, yay, you got a new car, how cool. Um, 
and not that person because I don't care. So um, he was back. He was back. I mean, <laughs> apparently in this, I said I needed to end things, but I didn't. And um, I can't say why, but the why is because I liked him and he's funny and he's smart and good looking and great at sex. Um, what I didn't like about him is all the push pull, but catnip for the maladjusted. So there you go. Um, but look, I'm learning like that's like a good two years ago in 2019. And I think that I know better now. So Yes, it was a cautionary tale. Yes, live and learn. Apparently it takes a long time to learn. But I do feel like going forward, I have better tools, better knowledge, better self-awareness, and it can only get better. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at XO Jolie Moore, and on all social media at the same handle, XO Jolie Moore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.